G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of the main features that we have on 2020 through the week is an opportunity to update breaking news headlines as they come from Israel and surrounding nations in the Middle East. Of course, the focus is on what God is doing with his people, the people of Israel. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again for us and back for our first session of 2019. Ron Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. And a happy new year to you too. Well, Ron, I know that there are significant things that are developing in and around Israel. Let's start with one of the biggest news headlines, and that is uh, that came just a couple of nights ago where Israel has targeted Iranian weapons and a training camp in Syria. Uh, what's the headline all about? Yeah, the IDF conducted a series of strikes Sunday against Iranian weapons, warehouses, intelligence sites and a training camp in Syria in response to what it said was a premeditated missile attack on Israel earlier in that day that was meant to be from Iran a warning uh, against Israel conducting further strikes. The Israel Air Force also targeted Syrian air defense systems that shot at Israeli fighter jets, including a Russian-made Panzer S-1 battery, the army said. We have started striking Iranian Quds targets in Syrian territory, a military uh, statement said. We warn the Syrian armed forces against attempting to harm Israeli forces or territory. During the attack, dozens of Syrian surface-to-air missiles were fired, despite the clear warnings expressed by Israel to refrain from attacking. As a result, a number of Syrian air defense batteries were also attacked, the army statement added. Sunday's overnight raid destroyed one of Iran's largest weapons storehouses, the main storage hub for Quds Force. Near the Damascus International Airport, spokesperson Jonathan Conriker said, the IDF rarely issues official confirmation of strikes carried out in Syria. Four Syrian soldiers were killed in the strikes. Uh, The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights said at least seven other fighters, likely from Iranian militia, were also killed in the strikes. Now, since that attack, uh, Iran have come out and said they're going to wipe Israel off the map, which they've said many times before. Uh, But the uh, Israeli armed forces warned that they're not going to tolerate any activity by Iran in Syria and they'll respond accordingly. Ron, let me put you on the spot here. Uh, Your thoughts on the encroachment of Iran into Syria and pointed, obviously, towards Israel. Uh, Is there any bigger geopolitical plot that we ought to be looking at here? Well, there's a big game going on at the moment. Uh, Turkey have approached Israel and asked them to step aside and allow Turkey to deal with the rebels. Uh, Turkey's trying to make a big uh, play in Syria. Russia's trying to make a play in Syria. 
And, of course, the big announcement over the Christmas New Year period was that President Trump was withdrawing U.S. troops uh, from Syria. Uh, But uh, the story behind that is that Trump was going to give Israel sufficient support that they could take care of Syria uh, much more realistically. Uh, So there's a big chess game going on. It's been going on for a long time. And the solution appears to be an impossibility for world leaders. Well, thanks for that. A little insight that gives us a little extra context for what's going on behind the headlines. Uh, Let's talk about another one of the headlines overnight. An Al-Qaeda-linked Islamist groupie Mali has claimed responsibility for killing 10 UN peacekeepers from Chad on Sunday. This attack follows a successful meeting in Chad by the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. How does this story unfold? Yeah, the Nusrat al-Islam wal-Muslimin group said the attack was a response to Qadian President Idris Davies revival of diplomatic relations with Israel. The peacekeepers were killed and at least 25 were wounded while repelling an attack by armed assailants near a village in northern Mali on Sunday, the West African nation's UN mission and the United Nations said. The UN peacekeeping and French forces are stationed in northern Mali to combat well-armed jihadist groups seen as threatening security across Africa's Sahel region. It was interesting, that meeting between uh, Netanyahu and the uh, Chad president. Uh, The report is now the president of Chad is going to make a visit to Israel, and uh, their relations have been uh, much warmer uh, in recent times, and this visit has highlighted a big success for Israel. Let's give some attention to the tensions in the Palestinian and Israeli uh, conflict in that sense. Uh, The Palestinian Authority is set to refuse all US funds, including those designated for security cooperation with Israel. Yeah, there's a bit of a story to this. The Palestinian Authority has informed the Trump administration they will no longer accept American aid. The move was taken to avoid exposing the Palestinian Authority to potential financial liability as stipulated by the 2018 Anti-Terrorism Clarification Act passed by Congress in America in October, and it's set to take effect this month. The law states that if the Palestinians accept such assistance then American courts would have jurisdiction to hold it accountable for terrorism against U.S. citizens and render judgments including huge monetary fines. President Trump last year suspended hundreds of millions of dollars in funding to the Palestinians after Ramallah imposed a boycott on U.S. officials in the wake of his recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. The Palestinian leadership is slated to hold a meeting tomorrow to discuss the latest setback as well as the likelihood that USAID will terminate all projects in the uh, region by the 31st of January. Ron, all sorts of allegations continuing, hanging over from last year, the year before, uh, over Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife. And now there are some more Netanyahu corruption leaks continuing, and uh, he has now targeted the Israeli media over those leaks. Yeah, this is a complex situation. There's a April, uh, a national election 
which, according to the polls, uh, Netanyahu would win comfortably. And there's all these allegations about corruption charges. But over the weekend, Netanyahu claimed the corruption investigations against him are part of a conspiracy by the left and the media to get rid of him. For three years, they've hounded the Attorney General to indict me at any cost. A new video he posted on Facebook said, The video comes a bit widespread, but unsubstantiated Israeli media reports that Attorney General Avakai Mandelblit will heed recommendations by the police and the head of the state's prosecution, tax and finance department uh, calling for Netanyahu's indictment. Members of the opposition blasted the video with Labour Party leader Avai Gabai accusing the Prime Minister of targeting the Attorney General and the media. Member of the Knesset, Mickey Zohar, of Netanyahu's Likud Party, defended the video, saying it showed the anti-democratic and violent pressure on the Attorney General to indict. Now, I do have a personal opinion about this. Uh, the media, in most cases, all belong to a journalist union, and therefore they're very much involved with left-wing politics. So we see in America, and now we see in Israel, the left-wing media attacking a right-wing leader. It's a very interesting com- uh, competition. And one that is worthy of note whenever you're hearing reports that come out of Israel to not take everything that you hear uh, to be uh, gospel truth in that sense. Yeah, let's, you're right. let's talk about Jerusalem, the ongoing controversies over Jerusalem being the capital of Israel. Uh, now there's an announcement that's been made by Israel who've told the world no more honorary consuls in Jerusalem. Uh, what is all that all about? Ron? Well, this might be a dig at our own Prime Minister. In a step apparently intended to pressure governments to open embassies or other diplomatic missions in Jerusalem, Israel has told other nations it will no longer allow the operation of honorary consulates in Jerusalem. According to Channel 13 News, which was the first to report on the move, the decision follows attempt by the Czech Republic and Australia to open honorary consulates in Jerusalem in lieu of an embassy. Prague and Canberra viewed the offers as gestures towards Israel. In both cases, they came after the countries indicated they recognised West Jerusalem as Israel's capital, but both were turned down by Israel. The Czech Republic ended up opening a cultural centre in the capital, and Australia opened a trade office. Both are considered a high-level office, a diplomatic presence, Uh, rather than an honorary consul. In November, in the wake of those incidents, Israel's foreign ministry sent a formal letter to all governments with which Israel maintains diplomatic relations, notifying them that honorary consulates would no longer be permitted. Uh, I think they're getting tough. They are, and obviously wanting to turn the hand of a lot of different nations. Uh, Last one, Ron, let's talk about the numbers of people that continue to go to Israel, and with all of the controversies and with all of the possibilities that something could go wrong, certainly isn't holding people back. More than 4 million tourists arrived in Israel through the last year. Yeah, the Israeli Minister of Tourism, Yarev Levin, described it as an amazing and historic 2018. 
This achievement is a result of revolutionary change in marketing strategy, infrastructure development, opening direct routes from new destinations, and creating collaborations with some of the biggest travel agents in the world. The number of tourist entries recorded between January and December represent an increase of about 14% compared to the same period last year and 42% more than in 2016. Revenue from tourism for Israel reached about $5.8 billion. The top six countries to Israel uh, were the United States, France, Russia, Germany, the UK and Italy. According to the Tourism Ministry, Christians represented by far the most tourists. 61% of all tourists were Christians, 22% Jewish, 12.1% unaffiliated, and 1.8% Muslim. The Lord's hand is certainly upon that prosperity. And it's no doubt on the bucket list of an awful lot of people, and no doubt those numbers will continue through 2019. Ron, always such a privilege to get these updates with you, and this is the first one for 2019. We'll do these each week at this time on a Tuesday. And of course, uh, for listeners who are wondering, sometimes you miss Ron's breaking news headline update. You are always able to get it on a podcast later on in the day. Ron Ross, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.